Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. I'll check on another session of inspired by the word global things of devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. I want to thank Hashem Shitamakama for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. Esteemed family, the prayer has been posted in the chat room. And today we are praying for, we are praying for ability to walk in line with God's plan and purpose. And today we are praying specifically for families. I'm going to be praying today with scripture, Acts chapter 10, verse 2, NIV. It says, He and all his family were devoted and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Hallelujah. Today, we're going to be praying fervently in talks of the Spirit, interceding for families that, that they are initiated with knowledge to walk in the, in the precept and purpose of His ordained will for families. We're going to pray pray that by the grace of God there is restoration in families that are operating outside of God's will and there is staying grace for families that are struggling with God's will and with the cut of horse satanic influences on families that is causing confusion and division from God's plan in the families in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ listen family can you miss your mic right now as you intercede for families the great ocean 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 the ocean Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love to us, family. 
families. Thank you, Jesus, for in Jesus' precious name. We've prayed. Amen. Once again, I want to say a very big thank you to our to our earliest stomachama for the opportunity to lead to this morning intercessory prayer. Thank you, esteemed family, for joining for praying. Thank you for the changes that cost around the world. I want to say a very big thank you to the prayer team. Thank you for your labor of love. Right now, be handing over to the prayer team. Makoba Santa Rabayika, Diva Santa Rabayika, Sidish Interpalika, Dika Makoridas Interlafalidas Interpakaika, Ika, Ika. There's no need to despair. You are the right place. I know of a great physician, his name is Jesus. No pain he can feel, no trouble he cannot fix. His word cleanses and purifies. His love restores. The great physician is here. With his love in full display. He's working through us, reaching out to you right now. The great physician is he, with his loving display. From your infirmities, the great physician is he with his love in full display. Is working through us, reaching out to you right now. The great physician is here with his love in full display. Hey, we are his outreach. At our you'll be loose from your infirmity. working through us, 
reaching out to you right now. The great physician is here with his love in full display. Eyes to you, you'll be healed from your infirmity. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You give us the great physician to be with us, to live in us. Nothing comes against us that we do not win. Doesn't matter how, doesn't matter where, doesn't matter when. We always win. And thank you because we prosper and we are in health because we have the great physician with us. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I heard the Spirit of God say that I would heal even that which you do not know. You know, a lot of times, the time that you get a doctor's diagnosis is often not the time that ailment or that infirmity has been there. So he's saying that even that which you do not know, I would heal, I will correct in your body, in your system. And I will fix everything that needs to be fixed. Praise God. Today's meditation segment is about our health. But first and foremost, I'll go into the rhapsody of realities. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Welcome to another time of the Inspired by the Word devotion. I'm hoping that my um, audio is stable. Um, network has been very erratic in the last few days. But the Spirit of God is helping us. Thank you. Glory to God. You live in the kingdom now is the title of our devotional article. Thank you, Bratai. Thank you, Sister Abigail. Thank you for the time of prayer and worship. You live in the kingdom now. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 3 and verse 20, New King James Version. Did you know that you are a heavenly citizen? Your life is from heaven. You are not of this world. You are in God's kingdom now. Therefore, don't trans transact your affairs. Don't live as though you are of this world or living in the world. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world are ye subject to ordinances? Hmm. Hmm. This is such a very big question, a very big question. Paul here was asking the Colossians Christian, Colossian Christians, and he was telling them, he said, if you are really not of this world, why are you subject to the challenges? Why are you subject to the economy? Why are you subject to the systems and the structures of this world? They say, oh, the weather is cold. Why are you catching cold? Are you of the world? They say, oh, there's a breakout of this flu. How did you catch it? It's telling you that. Why are you subject to these ordinances i read that scripture again say wherefore if ye be dead with christ from the rudiments of the world why as though living in the world are ye subject to ordinances brothers and sisters um 
is Colossians 2.20. Can someone get it for me in the message translation, in the TPT translation, in the easy, easy translation and the Amplified Classic Bible translation? Get it and post it on the chat room so you get what Paul is saying. Your actions and reactions, your thoughts, words, and responses shouldn't be like, the, like those of the people of the world. You are different. You live on God's terms. You live by his word on God's terms. What does it mean to live on someone's terms? <laughs> you see that, you know, if you ever have a house help that has lived in your house or lived in your family's house, they live on the, on the terms of the person who hires them. So when you when you understand that when it says you live on God's terms, it's saying that God is the one that actually determines how your life turns out. And that's why you now follow this. You live by the word. The word is the mirror. The word is the dictate. The word is the one that actually says this is how your life should be. And then you have the responsibility to ensure that your life goes in the direction of the word or of the world. So it's going to be one. Life according to the word of God or life according to the physical world where you live in. You live by faith because that's the lifestyle in our spiritual kingdom. Glory to God. So if you check the chat room, you see it in different translations. CPT says, for you were included in the death of Christ and have died with him to the religious systems and powers of this world. Don't retreat back to being bullied by the standards and opinions of religion. Easy says, remember that your old nature has died with Christ, so the powerful spirits that rule this world no longer have any authority over you. You do not need to serve them because you do not belong to this world now. You do not belong to obey their rules. Um, then we have in um, NLT, it says, you have died with Christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of this world? And he started listing them. Right, Good News Bible says, you have died with Christ and are set free from the ruling spirits of the universe. Why then do you live as though you belong to this world? Why do you obey such rules such as, and you know, he began to list it, message. So then, if with Christ you, you've put all that puffed up and childish religion behind you, why do you let yourself be bullied by it? Why do you let yourself be bullied by it? Why do you let yourself be bullied by it? Praise God. Amplified classic translation, if then ye have died with Christ to material ways of looking at things and have escaped from the world's crude and elemental, elemental notions and teachings of externalism, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? You know, in all, it's telling us that you don't belong here. That's the summary. You do not belong here. Don't be subject to the rudiments. Don't let the world dictate how you live, how you dress, how you talk. Something is trending on social media. The world wants to get it into your vocabulary. Do you have to take it? No. Don't be very quick to jump on trending matters. Often it's true trend that the devil gets to introduce his vocabulary into the mouth of so-called Christians. Okay, for instance, let's, there's a matter, I don't know if this is, is, I want to really talk about it, or so let me just leave it. I no grief for anybody, no grief for anybody, no grief for anybody. I don't know where that, um, where that, um, what did, where the trend came from, but it does not sit well with me. And it's not scriptural, because the same Bible tells us to be agreeable. No grief for the devil, yes. No grief for situation, yes. But to say no grief for anybody, it matters how we just jump on trends. Pastor did not tell us not to grieve for anybody. Somebody get me that scripture, Dr. Kell. There's a scripture that talked about us being agree agreeable with the brethren and living in peace with one another. Because let's check the meaning of a word before you are using it. What does it mean not to agree? It means not to agree. Is it scriptural not to agree? A trend just picks up and then everybody's using it. Do you analyze it based on the basis of the word of God? Do you use the mirror of the word to see, to screen it? If you say no grief for the devil, yes. No grief for situations, yes. But to say no grief for anybody, that's extreme. 
And that's unscriptural. I know one go this side before Mo just leave the matter. Ma continue the rhapsody of reality is where they read. You live by faith because that's the lifestyle in our scriptural in, in our spiritual kingdom. Jesus said in John 15 and verse 19, I have chosen you out of the world. No wonder the spirits through the apostle Paul cautioned. Why are you still living as though you are in the world? When actually you live in Christ, in the spirit. Then in Galatians 5.25, he tells us to walk in the spirit because we live in the spirit. Now that you're born again, you live in two worlds, the physical world and the spiritual world. But you have to be more conscious of the spiritual world because life is spiritual. Remember the message, life is spiritual. We listen to it. Colossians 3.1-2 says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Live the life of heaven on earth. Let your outlook on life be from the kingdom perspective. When you understand this, you'll never be perturbed by the troubles and crises in the world. You live above them. This is because in the kingdom, we only win and grow from glory to glory. Hallelujah. What a life. What a life. What a life. What a life. Okay, please, Um, if you are looking at the chat room, let us read it together. First Peter 3, from verse 8 to 12, message translation. Thank you so much, esteemed brother um, Samson. Thank you, brother, uh, brother Ohis. That's another one. Thank you, sister Peace. That's another one. Because when you are saying things and you are jumping on trends, please, Remember the scriptures. Let's not just jump on things as though we never knew the word of God. Many Christians were, were at the forefront of answers, yet it was, a, it was a movement by the devil. How did you not know that it was the devil that was instigating that answers? You thought it was about police. And only one scripture, which is a favorite scripture for many of us, I thought that you would look at the situation through the eyes of the scripture and know that it was the devil. The Bible says, the thief cometh to steal. The thief cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you may have life. Now, answers was synonymous of a lot of stealing. People were breaking into offices, breaking into malls, breaking into businesses. Were they owned by police? No. Were they destroying properties, destroying media houses, burning banks, burning police stations? Is that, is that godly? No. And even when he, if, if we say answers, answers, then it got physical to the point where they have bought living feeling stations and um, police stations. How is that godly? A lot of people were killed during answers. How is that godly? Did you not see John 10, 10 in full manifestation when he says the thief cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy? But many Christians, they went out to campaign. See, brothers and sisters, this is 2024. Don't find yourself being used by the devil, though being a Christian. It happens to a lot of Christians. Don't worry. Peter, the apostle of Jesus Christ, did not realize when he switched from yielding to the Holy Spirit to yielding to the devil and spoke the words of the devil. The Lord Jesus had to tell him, get thee behind me, Satan. He was addressing the Satan who spoke through him. The same, Jesus, the same Peter that, be, that was the bishop of the church. Just so you know that your office <laughs> is no respect. The devil does not respect you because of your office. He respects who you are in Christ that you know. That you know. I want to read the scriptures for you for the sake of those who are not who are driving and, and cannot see the screen or cannot go to the chat to read. 1 Peter 3, from verse 8 to 12. It says, summing up, be agreeable. Be agreeable. Somebody check me the meaning of the word, be agreeable. Be agreeable. Be sympathetic. Be loving. Be compassionate. Be humble. Humility sometimes means that you will play the fool. It's, that is, so no grief for anybody means you are not going to be humble. You are not going to be humble. No grief for anybody. No grief for anybody. You are not going to be humble. 
that goes for all of you, no exception. I'm reading Paul. No retaliation. He's telling you that people are going to treat you unfairly. Do not retaliate. No sharp tongue sarcasm. You know when you say, you, you do me, I do you. That is what it means not to grieve for anybody. Instead, bless. That's your job to bless. You'll be a blessing and also get a blessing. Whoever wants to embrace life and see that they filled up with good. She pastor read this, this scripture in Live Your Best. We listen to Live Your Best this, this week. Am I correct? 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 11 now says, Agree with each other and live in peace. Live in peace. Agreeable refers to being pleasant, willing to agree, or easy to get along with. No grief for anybody means you are not going to get along with anyone. And hope you know you are prophesying into your future. You are prophesying into your future. Just in case you begin to demonstrate arrogance, rudeness, and stubbornness in 2024. Know that you picked a trend that Pastor Chris did not give you. Pastor Chris did not give you no grief for anybody. Agreeable, pleasing, easy to the mind or senses, pleasant, grateful. You know, when it comes to matters like this, um, there are people who get very, very angry with me. But really, I don't care. The Bible at the end of the day is the is the is the is the final um um, def, um final um instruction for the life of a Christian. I've, I've told you people, don't, 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 while you are at the trend, also know that you are prophesying. You are prophesying into your life and you are building a character into your spirits. No grief for anybody, no grief for anybody. Like, it, it, can, can you not even hear yourself? How did the devil take it away? Did you not see the devil at work? He took the message away from himself. When pastor was teaching us about redemption, he was telling us how that we were taken away from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. It was about the fact that we have been translated from where the devil wanted us to be to where God wants us to be. The devil changed the message from no grief for him to no grief for anybody. And you don't see that the devil is the one that is at work. He has taken the message away from taking the focus away from himself to your brother and your sister, including your wicked boss in the office. Including that wicked boss in the office. The Bible says, follow peace. There's a way to relate. It's not about fights. Because it just shows me the state of many of us our spiritual lives and how easily the devil can get, get, get into our, into our aeon. You think that flesh and blood is your is your is, is your is your is your contention. No grief for anybody. Is is are you fighting with man? If you say no grief for anybody, now you say you know grief for me now. You're already building up a character and using your mouth continually to declare it and your social media platforms to stand with the devil. It's a devilish trend. I'm telling you, you better stop it. Because your, your contention is not man. You are contending with the devil. But he has taken the attention away from him. Go and look at every... Go and re listen to the message of the year again. Everything about redemption is talking about away from the devil. Redeeming that which was lost. Who, lo who, who took it? Redeeming the wasted years. Who caused it to be wasted? Your health. Who is after your health? Is he man? How easily he took your attention away from him to your to your brother and your sister. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this so that you'll be more vigilant and be more sensitive because we're in full-blown deception season and there will be more. The, just the day the message of the year came to you, the devil already used something to get your attention away from the real message. No grief for anybody. If you are a member of Inspired by the Word, I'm, I'm, it's, not, it's, not, it's not nice at all that after all your time in the Word, you could, not, you could not tell when something is not of God. And let this be a lesson for you so that you will know that you, it's very easy to be used of the devil. It's very easy to yield yourself to an initiative, a trend 
and a movement by the devil. Answers was proof. Now inside church, message came to us on New, on New Year Day. Trends don't start already. It's, it's sad. Let's move to our Bible reading. This is not the matter that we came to do today. Let's have our devotion and have a great time. I love you all. And I hope that you understand that the correction is from the spirit of God. And so that we are not swayed. We're not swayed and we're not, we don't lose. After, after all this journey, after all that the Lord has done with your life, you don't lose it with your own mouth. Because you are, you are corrupting your spirits. Over to you, esteem Pastor Nye. Thank you, Ma, for the Rhapsody of Francis segment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connecting from at the moment. We are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion, and I'll start with the further studies of the Rhapsody of Realities. John 17, 15. I do not ask that you will take them out of the world, but that you will keep and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, what they belonging to the world, just as I am not of the world. Praise to Lord. First Corinthians 1, 15, 48, from 48 to 49. Now, those who are made of the dust are like him, who was first made of the dust, earthly minded, and as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven, heavenly minded and just as we have been born the image of the man of the dust so shall we and so let us also bear the image of the man of heaven colossians 1 12 thank giving thanks unto the father which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son Praise the Lord. Please let's take the confession together. I'm not of this world. I'm born from heaven and live the life of heaven now in the earth. I live above the deliberating principles of this world. Walking in victory, health, strength, and prosperity. I'm conscious of my heavenly blessings, rights, and privileges. And I live in them, in Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for... Just a quick one, Pastor Inye. You know that the word of God is a person, right? So when you say no grief for anybody, you are saying you will also not agree with the word of God. I, I don't know why the spirit of God is correcting us very strongly and very steadily. Because some of you, you need to use your mouth to re to to destroy the words that you've spoken into your future. No grief for anybody. The word of God is a person. Go and check the meaning of anybody. It means everybody and anybody. Everything that is a person, that's what it means. And you use your mouth, say, I no grief for anybody. Go and use that the scripture that we read to meditate today and rearrange your future and your aeon. Thank you, Pastor Oye. Thank you, Ma. Caption. We are reading from Matthew chapter 13 from 24. Caption. Parable of the wheat and weeds. Here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seeds in the field. But that night, as the worker slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should they pull out the weeds? They asked. No, he replied. You will approve the weeds if you do. Let both, let both grow together unto the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds 
tie them into bundles and burn them and put the wheat in the barn. Caption, parable of the mustard seed. Here is another illustration Jesus said. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It's smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree and birds come and make nests in its branches. Parable of the yeasts. Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she puts only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it's permitted every part of the dough. Jesus always used stories and illustrations like this when speaking to the crowds. In fact, he never spoke to them without using such parables. This fulfilled what God has spoken through the prophets. I will speak to you in parables. I will explain things hidden since the creation of the world. Parables of the wits and weeds explained. Then leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. Jesus replied, the son of man is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the weeds is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the harvesters are the angels. Just as the seeds are sorted out and burned in fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The son of man will send his angels and they will remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fairy furnace where there will be weeping and gashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Praise the Lord. We've come to the end of today's New Testament reading and say big thank you to Sister Maka for this opportunity. Do have a prolific day, everybody. God bless you. I love you. Love you too, esteemed Pastor Nye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Everyone, depending on where you're connected from, I'd like to start by thanking the same Sister Maka for this great opportunity to take us through the Old Testament reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Esteemed family, today we'll be reading from the book of Genesis, chapters 44 and 45, from the NLT. Glory to God. Genesis 44. Caption, Joseph's silver cup. When his brothers, just a quick recap. Um, yesterday we were reading um, <clears throat> the story of Joseph, how he had demanded for um, his other siblings to bring their youngest brother to him and then they had gone to Egypt with Benjamin, his youngest sibling. So this is a continuation of the um recap. Um, so um chapter 44 caption Joseph's silver cup. When his brothers were ready to leave, Joseph gave these instructions to his palace manager. Fill each of their sacks with as much grain as they can carry and put each man's money back into his sack. Then put my personal silver cup at the top of the youngest brother's sack along with the money of his grain. So the manager did as Joseph instructed him. The brothers were up at dawn and were sent... Sorry. <clears throat> The brothers were up at dawn and were sent on their on their journey with their loaded donkeys. But when they had gone only a short distance and were barely out of the city, Joseph said to his palace manager, Chase after them and stop them. When you catch up with them, ask them, Why have you repaid my kindness with such evil? Why have you stolen my master's silver cup, which he uses to predict the future? What a wicked thing you have done. When the palace manager caught up with the men, he spoke to them as he had been instructed. 
what are you talking about? The brothers responded, We are your servants and would never do such a thing. Didn't we return the money we found in our sacks? We brought it back all the way from the land of Canaan. Why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If you find his cup with any one of us, let that man die. And all the rest of us, my Lord, will be your slaves. That's fair, the man replied. But only the one who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go free. They all quickly took their sacks from the backs of their donkeys and opened them. <clears throat> the palace manager searched the brother's sacks from the oldest to the youngest, <clears throat> and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. When the brothers saw this, they tore their clothing in despair. Then they loaded their donkeys again and returned to the city. Joseph was still in his palace when Judah and his brothers arrived and they fell to the ground before him. What have you done? Joseph demanded. Don't you know that a man like me can predict the future? Judah answered, Oh my Lord, what can we say to you? How can we explain this? How can we prove our innocence? God is punishing us for our sins. My Lord, we have all returned to be your slaves, all of us, not just a brother who had your cup in his sack. No, Joseph said, I will never do such a thing. Only the man who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go. <clears throat> Sorry. The rest of you may go back to your father in peace. Caption, Judah speaks for his brothers. Then Judah stepped forward and said, Please, my Lord, let your servant say just one word to you. Please do not be angry with me. Even though you are a powerful, even though you are as powerful as Pharaoh himself. My Lord, previously you asked us, your servants, do you have a father or a brother? And we responded, Yes, my Lord. We have a father who is an old man, and his youngest son is a child of his old age. His full, his full brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him very much. And you said to us, bring him here so I can see him with my own eyes. But we said to you, my Lord, the boy cannot leave his father, for his father will die. But you told us, unless your youngest brother comes with you, you will never see my face again. So we returned to your, we returned to your servant, our father, and told him what you had said. Later when he said, go back again and buy us more food. We replied, we can't go unless you let our youngest brother go with us. We'll never get to see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then my father said to us, as you know, my wife had two sons and one of them went away and never returned. Doubtless, he was torn to pieces by some wild animal. I have never seen him since. Now, if you take his brother away from me <clears throat> and any harm comes to him, you will send this grieving white-haired man to his grave. And now, my Lord, I cannot go back to my father without the boy. Our father's life is bound up in the boy's life. If he sees that the boy is not with us, our father will die. We, your servants, will indeed be responsible for sending that grieving, white-haired man to his grave. My Lord, I guaranteed to my father that I will take care of the boy. I told him, if I don't bring him back to you, I will bear the blame forever. So please, my Lord, let me stay here as a slave instead of the boy and let the boy return with his brothers. For how can I return to my father if the boy is not with me? I couldn't bear to see the anguish this would cause my father. Caption, Joseph reveals his identity. Joseph could, could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room and he said to his attendants, out, all of you. So he was alone with his brothers when he told them, 
who he was. Then he broke down and wept. <clears throat> he wept so loudly the Egyptians could hear him, and word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. <laughs> this famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master over all the land of Egypt. So come down to me immediately. You can live in the region of Goshen where you can be near me with all your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds and everything you own. I will take care of you there. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> sorry, sorry about that. Um, Verse 11, I will take care of you there, for there are still five years of famine ahead of us. Otherwise, you, your household, and all your animals will starve. Then Joseph added, Look, you can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that I really am Joseph. Go tell my father of my honored position here in Egypt. Describe for him everything you have seen, and then bring my father here quickly. Weeping with joy, he embraced Benjamin, and Benjamin did the same. Then Joseph kissed each of his brothers and wept over them and after and after that they began talking freely with him caption pharaoh invites jacob to egypt the news soon reached pharaoh's palace joseph's brothers have arrived pharaoh and his officials were all delighted to hear this pharaoh said to joseph tell your brothers this is what you must do load your pack animals and hurry back to the land of Canaan. Then get your father and all of your families and return here to me. I will give you the very best land in Egypt and you will eat from the best that the land produces. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, take wagons from the land of Egypt to carry your little children and your wives and bring your father here. Don't worry about your personal belongings. For the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. So the sons of Jacob did as they were told. Joseph provided them with wagons as Pharaoh had commanded. And he gave them supplies for the journey. And he gave each of them new clothes. But to Benjamin, he gave five changes, five changes of clothes and 300 pieces of silver. Good to be the last born. Nice. He also sent his father ten male donkeys loaded with the finest products of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other supplies he would need on his journey. So Joseph sent his brothers off. As they left, he called after them, Don't worry about all this along the way. And they left Egypt and returned to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan. Joseph is still alive, they told him, and he is governor of all the land of Egypt. Jacob was stunned at the news. He couldn't believe it. But when they repeated to Jacob everything Joseph had told them 
And when he saw the wagons Joseph had sent to carry him, their father's spirits revived. Then Jacob exclaimed, It must be true. My son Joseph is alive. I must go and see him before I die. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that brings us to the end of the Old Testament reading. Once again, I would like to say a big thank you to the esteemed sister Martha for this great opportunity. Esteemed family, please agree <laughs> with everybody. And do have a prolific day. God bless you all. I will now hand over to the affirmation team. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Saint Brother Emmanuel. We are agreeable. Uh, affirmation is on the screen. Thank you, Saint Stamaka. Can you mute your mic as we take the affirmation? I have I Uzamaka. Glory to God forever. Thank you so much, Mr. Maka. Over to you, ma'am. Can you remember that the details are on the Telegram group? Praise God. Thank you, Esteem Pastor Deborah. Thank you. Um, time is fast spent. We'll go directly into the time of meditation. Praise God. And on the screen, you see um, the details for today. The theme is a restoration of health. Brothers and sisters, every good gift comes from God. In any way that your health has been affected, it might be for years, it might be for months, it might be for days. Today you recover it. You seize your health back. Jeremiah 30, verse 16 to 17, in the message translation. It says, everyone who hurts you will be hurt. Your enemies will end up as slaves. Your plunderers will be plundered. Your looters will become loot. As for you, I'll come with healing, curing the incurable. And you see, um, I like the fact that he's telling you that you will not only recover your health, you will make an open show. You would make, you would make, um, somebody check me the word plunderers so that you understand what the Spirit of God is saying. He says, your enemies will become your slaves. They will serve you. They will serve you. He says, he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Don't be shocked. It's the enemy that is the one that is serving the table. Your plunderers will be the plundered, will be plundered. Your looters looted your health, looted your business, looted your family. You see, this year, you are recovering it, everything. It's part of the deal. It's part of the redemption that we're talking about. Your looters will become loot. 
they will be looted. They themselves, they will, they, 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 it's not that what they have will be looted. They themselves will be looted. Said, and I will come with healing, curing the incurable. And guess what? This was Jeremiah's prophecy. When he says, I will come, he was talking about the coming of the Lord, that first coming. And Jesus Christ has come. No wonder he now told us, he says, by his stripe we were healed. In that coming, he really came with healing. He said, curing the incurable, because they all gave up on you. And dismissed you as hopeless, that good for nothing Zion. You might want to, you, you, maybe Zion replaces your name. You may have come from a family that they gave up on. You may have been in a place where they felt like nothing good would come out of this person. The Lord is saying, even because of that, me, I would, I would, I would beautify your life. When I'm done with you, they will know that it's God that helped you. And as we break bread today, Zaki Fatakaya. If you are hurting from anything, it might be emotional hurt, hurt. It might not be physical. It might not be something that the doctors can diagnose. It might be emotional hurt. It might have come from betrayals and abuse of the past. It might be from people taking advantage of you and cheating you of what is rightfully yours. No matter what it is, as we break this bread and as we take this cup today, you recover all. And suddenly you will find that you begin to get well because Jesus Christ has come. Jesus Christ has died. Jesus Christ has risen. And all the while you were in him, you have a life that is not subject to sickness. Whatever the matter, whatever it is that requires healing, you have it even this morning. And you are enjoying it. You are cashing out the voucher of divine health today. In 3 John 2, it says, I wish above all things. Do you know what it means for somebody to say above all things? I wish, I, I wish many things for you. But above all of the things I wish for you, I wish that you prosper. Brothers and sisters, God wants you to prosper. God wants you to have money in 2024. It's above all things that he wishes for you. And be in health, even as you're so prosperous. Is your soul prospering in 2024? It already is. You will so prosper in 2024, that's for sure. Let's take the communion. All the details that you require for your meditation and your activities, they are in the in the channel. Please post the link, the links on the chat room. If you're joining us for the first time, you see all our links and then you can join. Praise God. And of course, there's a group for the submission of your scorecard. Also ensure that you submit your scorecard. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. 1 Corinthians 11.23 That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. He was betrayed, so he knows the heart of a betrayer. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This doing remembrance of me. <laughs> There's a woman connected here. He says, Tamaka does not know my case. She doesn't know what I'm going through. <laughs> you helped a young lady and she ended up getting you out of the house to be with your husband. I'm trying to let you know that God knows. Whatever your case, anybody connected here, I may not have mentioned it, but God knows. God knows you will so recover your husband, you will recover your family, you will recover everything that is rightfully yours. Your children, whose their inheritances were shortchanged, you will recover them all. It's part of the healing process. Verse 24, and after, when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you. Blessed be your name. Blessed be God, our Father. Blessed be God. We thank you, Lord, for the life that you gave us in Christ Jesus. This life cannot be broken. This life cannot be shortchanged. We are not victims. We are victors. As we break this bread, we reaffirm 
our wholeness, our wellness, the totality of our health and our lives. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Break the bread and eat it. Verse 25, after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do shew the Lord's death till he comes. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for the cup. This cup, this cup is different. This one is different. This one is different. Thank you for cleansing. Thank you for the washing away of the old and the bringing in of the new. Thank you, Lord, for helping us cause the redemption that we require in this season. Our health is redeemed. Those who have been held in captivity by us, you are redeeming them. Thank you, because we show up as solutions and as answers everywhere we go. Thank you. When we, when this, when we show up in a place, your peace is ushered. Yes, and there's restoration for everyone involved. In the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray for that one who has been ill. For that one whose job has been stolen. For that one whose business has been crushed by the enemy. We recover all. We recover all. We recover all. We recover all in the name of the Lord Jesus. There is wholeness. There is wellness. There is vitality. There is zest. Thank you, sweet spirit of God. Yes, Lord, that one is strong again. There is strength in the name of the Lord Jesus. All is well with you, spirit, soul, and body. Yes, yes, yes. Every drug that you have been given, your body has resisted it. But this communion is the drug that your body cannot resist. There is wellness and wholeness for you going forward. In the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus that infection is stopped. That infection is stopped. That infection is stopped. You've tried several drugs. You've tried drugs through the years. That infection in the private path, it is stopped in the name of the Lord Jesus. It ends today and now. Glory to God in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. You can take the cup. I pray for those who are giving an offering. Um, your offering is a very important part of your worship. And especially the word of God comes to you on a daily basis. You should give an offering. But this is not a church. We don't accept offerings here. But we always ask that you send your offerings to your churches. So please go ahead and give your offering for the day. God bless you and multiply your seed soon. And you dwell in abundance, in great abundance. You do not lack any good thing in this year. Your needs are met and you are a blessing to meeting the needs of others. In the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. All right, Pastor Deborah, over to you for the celebration segment. Praise God, praise God. Thank you so much, Ma. Glory to God. If it's your birthday today, the birthday of a loved one, today is the 19th, and you will love for us to celebrate with you. Please quickly come to the chat room and tell us about it so we can celebrate with you. Glory to God. Also, if this is your first time and inspired by the word, we love to welcome you and celebrate you. Please come to the chat room. Let us know your full name, what state or city you're connected from. If you're connected from within Nigeria, if you're connected from outside Nigeria, let us know what country and, of course, who invited you. Glory to God. All right. Any birthdays? Any birthdays? Any birthdays? Lord, we thank you for all of our loved ones who are celebrating their birthdays today. We thank you because their lives, oh God, are from glory to glory. And in this season, oh God, yes, they are doers of the word. They act on the word and they are expressing the word. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, because it's a celebration for, for them all through the year. Goodness to goodness to goodness to goodness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right. Thank you so much, esteemed Stamaka, for this opportunity. Right away, we are going to be sharing the Grace and Fellowship. Just a kind reminder, we have the links. So if you're not connected, ensure that you are connected. So get the links, copy them as we sign off. Let's kindly unmute our mics as we share the Grace in Fellowship. So we have um Belem connecting from River State. You are welcome. We are delighted to have you in our midst. God bless you. Okay, we continue to share the grace in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus. Oh, 